Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. Now, this is something you, I don't think you can relate to directly. It's something that uh, men uh, experience. Uh, after a certain age, you go to the doctor, and the doctor has to check your prostate. So he puts on the glove, a little bit of lube, and whoop, up the right. Um, and he checks, and, and you know, you know, women are checked for that stuff too. No, I didn't. Not know a that. prostate, but yeah, yeah I they... you were if you're if your doctor's checking you for a prostate, then uh, you need to change doctors. Ah, some uh, women have prostates, but we're not going to get to that. Discussion I'm not now. touching that. Um, yeah, well, yeah, not without not consent. touching it. Um, yeah. the, like it's the doctor doesn't like doing it. The guy doesn't like doing it. They look the other way. They pretend that it never happened afterwards. Though my doctor said guys always say they hate it, but they keep coming back for it. Um, <laughs> so I bring this up because there was a story recently coming to us from from France, uh, Toulon, to be specific, in southeast France, where an 88 year old man went to the hospital's emergency department um, with the complaint of a World War I artillery shell stuck in his anus. Yeah, I'm actually reading the story in the original French now to make sure there wasn't a mistranslation issue. But yeah, they partially evacuated the hospital. Yeah, because they weren't sure if, even though the man said that the uh, artillery shell was demilitarized, in other words, right. it had been deactivated. Yeah, uh, disarmed, yeah. Yeah, I guess they're thinking, you know, can we take the word of a guy who put an artillery shell in his bum? Um, so they partially evacuated the hospital to make sure it didn't blow up. Um, the uh, shell is uh, 18 centimeters uh, by nine centimeters. Um, and the guy said, this is the line that cracked me up in the article. He said he found it at his brother's house. It's like, <laughs> how often do people go to their sibling's house, find something, say, hey, you know where that would fit? You know what? Unfortunately, I think more often than we like to think. Hey, that paper towel roll holder. Mm, interesting shape. Let me try it. Oh, sorry. Can you imagine your sister-in-law coming in? <laughs> Catching you with that? Like, I don't understand. The guy just says, I found it. I found it at my brother's place. So naturally, that's where he puts it. Um, one of the hospital... Um yeah, go on. Maybe, maybe it's you know like a Game of Thrones situation. Uh, I, uh, maybe. I, There's I... so many funny details in this story. It's just on the, the one on the one hand, okay, it's weird. But oh, you think so? <laughs> what happened to okay? It's funny, and I'm not trying to make this serious, but what happened to medical privacy? I mean, did they did the hospital get the guy's approval before they tweeted a picture of the removed object? Okay, first of all, they did tweet that, and when I I, I was listening, I read the article. I was like, okay, then I saw the picture they tweeted of the article of the item. I was like, holy crap! Like literally, how did he that that? I imagine that took some some industriousness uh, to to place where he placed it. But uh, it, you, it's not really violating uh, medical privacy if you don't identify the person. Well, except there are identifying details. Well, right? the guy's OK. He's an 88 year old man. 
who is given to placing things in his butt. Um, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> what? Maybe than, it was a one-time thing that just went horribly wrong. Oh, because... no, 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 no. If you're able to place something with that length and circumference in your butt, this is not a first-time thing. You have to work up to that. I mean, There's it was no a Saturday way. night, right? We, well, the thing is, the guy's 88. So, you know, more power to him. Um, uh, the One of the medical uh, facility operators said, uh, quote, an apple, a mango, or even a shaving foam. I get a mm-hmm. shaving cream can. Uh, but we are used to finding unusual ob- objects inserted where it should not be. But a shell, never. I should have read that with a French accent. Yeah, I mean, it, it's standard procedure when they find historical munitions to evacuate the area just in case. But it's not standard procedure to find them in somebody's butt. Can you imagine the, like, okay, so the guy, here's the guy's thinking. I'm at my brother's place. I'm a little bored. Uh, here's a shell. I'll put it in my butt. Um, <laughs> it uh, it takes a little while, you know, to, to do that. And then when you discover it's not coming out, that moment of discovering that, uh, now I got to go let people know I did this. I mean, yeah, why did... <laughs> I have so many questions that can't be answered on the radio. Well, I mean, listen, all of us have had circumstances where we've gone to a relative's house for like a family gathering and it gets really boring. And I mean, who hasn't thought of, you know, breaking the tedium by finding an object and putting it in their butt? It's Um, funny because even the French responses to the tweet are like, this isn't possible uh explain this to me it it just even the french don't buy this well are you saying this isn't a true story (laughs) one person said your rap name is lil and the last reason you were in the hospital (laughs) okay Are, are you saying that this is not true i'm not saying it's not true it's just pretty funny that even even the french people are uh I mean, uh, I mean, even the French uh, people are are going. Come on! If you if you look for the if you look this up online and find the uh, the tweet, um, that's some feet that well actually it's almost a foot because um, it's it's not ta- it doesn't appear to be tapered anywhere um, to to ease. Well, we can't we can't see the the end he's gotten is I don't want to do this anymore. The problem <laughs> is when you look at it, uh, the picture, you're not sure if the splotches on it are rust. I I think that's antiseptic, but I it, is, so. it is rusted. It nothing about this was hygienic, sanitary or well thought out. Well, he um, good news is that in the at the end. The 88-year-old man is reportedly in good health. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet he is. And uh, looking for his next challenge. Hey, when I'm 88 years old, may I be this interesting? All right. There's a good way to put it. There we go. All right. There we go. May I be this interesting? Hey, um, well, at this point, the guy should have just given his name out and become a local celebrity. What what would his his working name be, shall we say? Buttman. 
but it's France, so it would be butt home. Yeah, that it sounds that sounds a lot like bottom. Bottom, 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 the word for snowman. Uh, <clears throat> you know bottom de Vale from uh, the Quebec Winter Carnival. Yeah, that's scary. That scary thing with the red I loved, hat. I loved Bonhomme as a kid. And now, yeah, I see the scary. It he wasn't scary sin- as a kid. He looks sinister. Um, another thing <clears throat> that I want to get off my chest at the beginning. Um, as you know, Leanna, I uh, uh, did some radio work before the holiday. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I was uh, uh, part of the <clears throat> uh, countdown of the top uh, songs of the year. Uh, and these are these are current, you know, current music, um, which, by the way, uh, current music, I've discovered current uh, is not musicians. It's not singers. <clears throat> it's DJs. Yes. And um, they're artists, but to me, they're not musicians. They make noises with their computer like a digital whoopee cushion and usually do it by dragging somebody else's old song. The number one song on that countdown was a, a remix of Eiffel 65's I'm Blue. You remember that horrible song? It's interesting because I heard that on the radio in the car one day and I was like, was this what the song originally sounded like? No, it's a new, um, yeah. yeah, it's a new remake with, with like an, an added female vocal track. I will admit that it's better than the original because of the female vocal track. But anyway, in order to do this, it was, countdown, that, was that David Guetta? The, yeah, David Guetta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like him. He does some interesting. This is where we get into the idea of a transformational adapted work. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Um, okay. So, in order to make sure that I was being fair to all these songs, I listened to the songs and researched the artists before doing this countdown, which is more work than I think I ever did for Fromage. Um, Because that was all your work. Yeah. Um, So, and I discovered something while listening to this countdown. Here's what I discovered. I hate Drake. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. I hate Drake. Like, it's not just his music, but the person that he reflects himself as in his music I hate that person too. He, the last time I listened to a Drake song was that I started from the bottom. Now I'm here, where he was in the video cavorting in a shopper's drug mart. Um, yeah, because Forrest tells the bottom. Uh, yeah, I mean, started from the bottom. Okay, granted, uh, being a regular on a Canadian TV series isn't the apex, but it ain't the bottom. Um, yeah. He. Uh, so that's years ago that I list, last listened to him. I was somewhat aware of him. Uh, tried to get an interview with him because I thought that might be fun, um, but that didn't go anywhere. But uh, and that is not related to why I hate him. Uh, I hate him because his music is awful. It every song sounds pretty much the same. There's some oh, embroidery. There's you some mean em- he doesn't constantly reimagine himself, Ed? He always like he sounds oh, like he, he's, he sounds, he's, he's, he's trying doing- to whisper. You heard that version, not his na 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 That's what that's what his song sounded like for a while. But Drake isn't bad. Okay? Oh yes, he is. I, no, I hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Bad says something though. 
the reason Drake is so successful is because he's good. He's not great. So he doesn't challenge anything. I think he's and, successful because people like crap. And well, his stuff people is like crap. mediocre for sure. Well, the thing is, uh, Drake has a, a Jewish uh, background. Um, so he should know that in Yiddish, uh, the word Drek is very similar <laughs> to Drake, and Drek is Yiddish for poop. Um, so, uh, I, and his like one song, uh, Rich Flex, it's called, it's him talking about how wealthy he is. And the music video shows him pulling out of his Forest Hill compound uh, in his roles, and then cuts to him on, I think, Sunset Boulevard in LA or somewhere, uh, with the gullwing door of a uh, uh, expensive sports car open and him standing there, to, you know, showing off. Where it, it, has he not read the news? Probably not. I don't think the guy has great intellectual pursuits. I don't, but how do you well, escape the fact that people are struggling? People have been struggling since uh, the, uh, the pandemic, uh, cut off supply lines and uh, supplies for things were short. So prices have gone up, inflation is up. People are uh, worried because of a recession. And so economic instability is, is on people's minds. And he does this douchebag video where he's bragging about how much money he has. I just want to smack that guy. And there's another song that he did that was on the countdown. I forget the name um, where he and I think it was 21 Savage um, are making fun of their ex-girlfriends and women in general. Well, he took that cheap shot at Megan the Stallion too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, so this is what I discovered uh, at the end of 2022. I hate Drake. I hate his posturing. I hate his rubbing his wealth. I mean, has this man heard of Marie Antoinette? Uh, okay, but but that's what sells, unfortunately. I, I mean, and I say this is a you you know. You know me, and I'm a big fan of of alternative hip hop, indie hip hop. There's there's much better stuff being recorded out there. But Listen, we've we've found better stuff from undiscovered artists on newmusicnation.ca. Okay, but that's why they're undiscovered, right? Because what sells is this bland club dance track crud. I will say, because I still haven't figured out what words I can say on the radio in this regard. You can say crap. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, okay, Drake's a pop act, right? And part of the thing he's good at is knowing who to do collaborations with. He he keeps, like, bopping along, getting really good feature artists to boost his, uh, his profile. Again, he's very good at, at uh, digital media distribution. And I will give him credit for being an early, you know, backer of bringing NBA basketball to Toronto. I'll give him that. He didn't help bring it to Toronto. It was already here. He he was, he was, uh, him being there made it cool for idiots to like the Raptors. Sure. But that that was in the nineties that it came to, uh, Toronto. And he was still, I think that was before he even was on Degrassi. So he didn't, See, he didn't help. He might have he might know. have made it cool in the city, but he I didn't did a, bring it here. I did a job for somebody who worked with Drake on Degrassi. Yeah. And that guy said the minute Drake got attention from the U.S., he dropped everybody he used to work with. 
So I have that anti-Drake bias with that because I'm sorry, you don't do a song started from the bottom, but we hear and forget where you came from. Right? Like that, that ain't that's cool. a good, that's a good point. Let me add that to my list of why I hate Drake. Yeah. I just don't like the type of rap he does. And I, I am more into what's now called grimy hip hop. Grimy hip hop. Grimy and old school. Is that uh, like a, 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 is it like a version of grunge? It, it's got an edge, right? Instead of it being the all the stuff you don't like, the cars and the mansions and the da dad dancing, nothing wrong with dad dancing, but it's more uh, getting down to the roots, not being so gloss, um, the streets, so to speak. I don't like using that terminology because I get in trouble, um, but that is more my my personal taste now in part because it just sounds much more like the hip-hop i grew up with but hip the hip-hop game is different now and i mean there's a a whole case in in the u.s right now um uh what is it ysl that whole group but some of them are on trial one guy in particular and the main evidence against him is his his lyrics from his raps and there's been discourse for a long time now about people don't put what they really did in their rap lyrics because that's treated as a confession. It's all made up or it's all something somebody they knew did. All right. But what if the stuff that's in the, the hip hop or the lyrics that they wrote exactly matches a crime? Like if they're talking about and then I, there I was at, one, two, three, Chestnut Street. Uh, you know, like if they okay, they don't if, they don't do that though. But if there's if there's particulars in the lyrics that match up with the crime that occurred, well, that's, uh, that's I, it's how, not much of a stretch. That's similar to the whole Megan the Stallion reference in that Drake track, right? And some people will defend it based on it just being a play on words. That the context of it is he's actually talking about. And this does not help him because he's using one woman's story to dog on another woman. But it seems like the lyric in question is talking about this other model or something like that in Europe who wasn't vaccinated and was sort of fudging records to travel during COVID. Uh, yeah, I read these are the not same real lyrics. people problems. I read the same lyrics and it I, sounded a lot like he was saying Megan the Stallion was lying about being shot okay. by that guy who happened to be from Toronto. Yay. No matter what, he still used her her very traumatic event. Like she got shot. There's no and now a jury has said you she know she got shot. She got shot and she got shot by the person who said she got shot by, right? It wasn't women lie or anything like that. It was it was not cute. It was not cool. He I'm it shows how out of touch he is that he doesn't have the empathy for someone to at least check with them whether it was OK to invoke them, which is what people used to do back in the day. They used to contact each other and say, is this OK? And usually if you ask people say, yeah, go ahead. But he didn't ask. He just did it. And that's when we have this whole dialogue about men and masculinity and what it means to be a man, this stuff matters, right? 
treating women like this, treating women's stories like this, and just the what we used to call fronting, right? Just the fakery, the nonsense about the whole thing. I don't know if you've done if you've seen anything. Drake had this camera with one of his like fancy condos or some stuff for a while. He had this whole one page website. It was all just uh, fair, fair to say that. No, I did not see this. Yeah, like I don't understand with all his fame and all his popularity and all his money. Now, this is how he chooses to present himself. It just seems empty. And I know back in the fromage days, we we used to make fun of pop acts that tried to sort of, you know, awkwardly get a conscious conscience. Uh, But I kind of miss that. I kind of miss the second boy band album where they cared about stuff. You know, the other thing uh, we'll we'll go to break early, but you mentioned that uh, Drake has been good about who he collaborates with. Yeah. He features another person on that countdown list who did that. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. We are divided on Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran is so boring that even saying his name is slowing my pulse down. I almost want to take a nap. He He has a good voice and I like some of his songs. He's so boring. His music is so boring. So he teamed up with some hip hop acts. Yeah, I like those. Like good for, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, um, I'm listening to the hip hop act. And then there's this noise and it's Ed Sheeran. And the funny thing is <laughs> one of the one of the music videos for his his hip hop collaboration. <laughs> he's the only white guy in this party room. Yeah. Like he stands out like he's glowing. <laughs> I, I related to that. <laughs> that was my teenage years. All right. But it's like. Uh, it's like uh, the whole it's funny video. Funny because he did a Drake cover too. The whole video is. It looks like he he got uh, he he got the wrong address. Is uh, you the don't way it like looks. Two Step? I don't like him. Oh, why? He seems so nice. That's why I don't like him. Oh, he is, I he like is so nice. He's so soft and so cuddly, and his stuff is boring as hell. But he's consistent that way. So someone who's consistently boring, I'm supposed to like because they're consistently boring? Okay, you don't have to like them, but there is a neutral state between, you know, like and active revulsion. Yeah, I'm not in that state. I'm in active revulsion. Okay, how do you feel about Taylor Swift? I don't really have a lot of feelings about her because I haven't really listened to, to her stuff. Um, oh, okay. So you you have been exposed to Ed Sheeran, and therefore you don't like him. But yeah. Tay Tay is neutral. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I mean, that's one of the good things about not being on much music is I don't have to listen to crap I'm not interested in. So I understand she's I don't got know. a huge I, following, I, but I, I I wouldn't comment on her music because I haven't listened to it. I think I could convert you on Ed Sheeran. Ed oh, Sheeran the, does... Sure, if you strap me down like Clockwork Orange. No, maybe. no, 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 no. Ed Sheeran has done some stuff that is pretty easy listening, right? Because That's that the makes problem. money. Easy yeah. listening. Everything's you, easy listening. But you do that to get on the Starbucks compilation thing to, like, playlist to make a lot of money. The stuff he's done that is is sort of what we used to call B-side, um... He's done some all right stuff. There's some substance to his music. It's not going to be for everybody, obviously, because everybody has their personal preferences. But I will defend Ed Sheeran on merits. 
I have no beef with Ed Sheeran. Drake, different story. Another thing I wanted to talk about, and I know this is this is the 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 horses out of the the barn at this point, but I didn't watch Game of Thrones when it was popular. Just I was busy, didn't think it'd be interesting to me. Then I watched. I, I really didn't think you'd like it. Well, I then I watched House of the Dragon, and mm. I was like, all right, this this isn't bad, especially after having watched. Uh, that Lord of the Rings rings of power. Yeah. Oh, the rings of sleep. Um, You know, it it was terrible. Like it was so boring and nothing happened. So contrasting that with uh, uh, house of the dragon, I was like, okay, that's pretty good. And then uh, started watching uh, game of Thrones and found a pretty good show. I mean, I really like uh, Peter Dinklage. Um, He's excellent. Yeah. yeah, Pretty well done show. Um, A lot of the show takes place in what they call the North which is what it sounds like. It's cold. It's the Canada of Westeros. Yeah. It's, the, it's the worst. It, it's it's more like the 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 Yukon of Westeros. Well, it, it's it's like, you know, the north of Canada. We the well, it's north. Always, it's, it's, it's like always snowing there. It's, it's big and it's cold. And yeah. it's white with snow. Yeah. And there is constant winds and stuff like that. And they're standing up on the top of a, like a 700 foot wall where yeah. the, the winds are going to be even worse. It's going to be colder. And uh, they, yeah, so they come can and keep go. out the indigenous people. That's right. They keep, they yeah. come and go. <laughs> they happen to be gingers. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, they come and go and they spend all their time in this cold environment and they will wear like a fur around their shoulders, but nobody wears a hat. Yeah. How, yeah. how can you be out in that kind of cold and not wear a hat? How did nobody invent a hat? Well, because they don't want to take away from Kit Harrington's, you know, perfectly tousled hair and consistent pouty face. So don't have him in a hat or give him a hat that like give him earmuffs. Give him like something. Every other person, they're standing out there and I'm cold watching them and nobody wears a bloody hat like. Honest, I understand it's like medieval times kind of thing and they're not big they into had inventions. Hats. What? They had hats. Oh, those silly little caps that some that they if you were an idiot character in Game of Thrones, you wore this silly little thin cap uh, that had straps that sort of hung by your chin. That was very thin. Um, But actual hats like that, that you would wear when you're out in the cold like that. No hats. People stand out there in first. No hats. How can you be so stupid as to live for generations in snow and not wear a hat? Well, it's also they're, you know, warriors that get arrows shot at them a lot and they don't wear helms. Well, you know what? A helm, it's metal. It's cold. That would be worse on your head. You can fur line them. Um, Oh, I'd like one of those. Um, It it just, I mean, they didn't even have, because hooded cloaks, that's what it should have been. They should have had hoods on their cloaks because then you can just sort of frame the face. And they have women on the show in those hooded cloaks sometimes. But the men, it's it's like the opposite of where it used to be back in the day, like in the 50s, where men always wore hats. Yeah, nobody's no one's wearing a hat. And I, I just I'm sitting there watching the show yelling, put on a hat. Yeah, it's uh, I don't. I that, that's that's my issue. I I have a love hate relationship with Game of Thrones. 
That's funny because Ed Sheeran had a cameo in Game of Thrones. Oh, I know. I couldn't believe it. I'm watching Game of Thrones and I'm saying, is that freaking Ed Sheeran? I like, thought it was sweet that he I, was such a fan no, that no, he had a cameo. It was bad. It was bad. And I'll tell you why. Because I am used to, I, it, I suspend my disbelief and I enter that world of the Game of Thrones. And I, the actors I never knew before, so I see them. They're these characters. They inhabit these characters. And then out of the blue, it's freaking Ed Sheeran. Takes me right out of the, 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 the suspension of disbelief. Ed I Sheeran. He, I thought he fitted nicely. I've, I'm just glad to see real ginger representation whenever we can get it. Because they always cast some bottle redhead to play Sansa. And the the actual gingers are either either treated as creepy, ugly, or comic relief, or some combination of the three. So I'm good with Ed Sheeran in that part. But the thing with me with with Game of Thrones is they people try to defend it, and George R. R. Martin talks about how historically inspired it is. And right. I the minute that happens, I can no longer defend the show. Because no, no, it's not. There's a lot of very fetishy, very sort of pandering stuff in that show that is not historically accurate, like also, Black of Hats. Also dragons, not historically well, yeah, accurate. But, but okay, you start getting into the depictions of, you know, not white people in that show and you start basing this on history and it gets very messy very very quickly right there are no Be black people in that show though well how's the dra well there are there's yeah. that one freaking slaver right and oh, then you right. have the the everybody oh, it, gray worm gray worm is black yeah uh, well I'm, I'm talking about the one really darker skinned guy that's in it for five seconds and then he's gone you know, the guy who was cheating on his wife and and everything like that, like great depiction of black people history. Right. But then you get into places like Bravos and Dorn and it gets very, very messy with because it's the Dark Ages. Right. And the height it's of the Dark Ages. Shouldn't there be some people with dark skin? Well, the Arab world was the center of knowledge at that time. And in Game of Thrones, it's depicted as, you know, Pedro Pascal having foursomes with Indira, Bar Indira Varma and a dude and another woman, right? Like, that's not history. Uh, okay, sure. And then you get into Bravos, which is a North African banking state. You know, that's the Jews of Westeros, right? And everybody gives me a hard time. If you're going historically accurate, it's a Jews control the world economy thing. Yikes! Let's yeah, not make Game of Thrones historical. Let's not go there. Let's just let black people be in House of the Dragon. It's fine. Everybody chill. Let's not think too hard about the naked people in dragons with very long wigs. Okay? Yeah, the dragon thing about breathing fire, I'm not even going to get into it, but it just, it occurs to me, what biological method could they generate fire with and how did it not burn the inside of their mouth? Well, it's, what it's, I find what I find interesting about that is they have the, um, traditionally they have these like glands on the side of, like either side of the dragon's mouth. 
that the fire comes out of. But when you look at the animation, it's actually coming from the throat and those glands are just sort of there. So I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I hate when they're not scientifically accurate about how dragons make uh, breathe fire. So here's another story that's kind of interesting. It says that uh, uh, universe, according to um, New York Post, uh, they reported this that uh, the uh, University of Southern California School of Social Work said that they're go going to take the word field out of its curriculum, saying it may have racist connotations connected to slavery. Okay, that is how the story has been reported. And the reason I agreed to talk about this is I want to show how these stories warp when it's reported so people can be careful when they see these stories going forward. All right, I'm, I'm looking at the story, and the story right. is basically based in on uh, one letter from a representative of the school. So unless one level, that, well, but one letter, it, sorry, yeah, one letter, one, one letter that is establishing what their uh, what their their uh, their practice is, and they say it's the school of social work. They flat out say they are not banning words; they're just changing official language which is the same excuse that transphobic and homophobic people use to claim they're not banning books they're not banning things they just not in the curriculum and school boards have the right to set curriculum but the minute a school sets official language that the anti-woke brigade doesn't like oh all of a sudden it's a problem but it's the exact same argument they're using to persecute gay and trans people so which is it it's got to be the same rules for everybody no it doesn't it used yes, to be it, does. it used to be that that was no, the, the, the well accepted notion that there needs to be some parody no not anymore nobody nobody cares about that it's it forget what i said four minutes ago it's what i'm saying now that i mean the sensitivity is kind of condescending here. I don't like the change, but I am not offended by the change. Does that okay, make sense? I'm, yeah, I I don't know that I'm like too many things. Too many people think they're offended by stuff. This doesn't offend me. It offends my sense of uh, this is stupid, but it doesn't offend me on a personal moral level. Like, the idea that the word field uh, is is conjuring in in people in, in black students. Um, the idea of uh, field slaves, like really, what? This this is where, for me, stuff that makes complete sense and is proper, reasonable sensitivity, reasonable accommodation, goes out the window in favor of stuff that is just so out there that it then I, uh, besmirches all the stuff, all the changes that are made that are that do make sense, that are reasonable. Like the change to uh, what what they call pre-girl guides. They're renaming the younger, the second tier of Girl Guides of Canada to Embers because the original name was in fact a racial slur in some places. And it was right in front of me the whole time and I missed it because I grew up with it. Wait, are you saying that brownies, brownies are, are, are uh, in Western literature, they're, they're like elves, right? Right, like but little, it's- Little fairies- it's, it's um, also a not nice name that is referred to some Caribbean people of mixed race descent. Really? And where is where is that used? Uh, I am aware of it in Jamaican communities. 
but it could be other places as well. And the weird thing is, I knew both versions of the word. And for some odd reason, it just did not combine in my head. And the minute someone said to me, it's like, ah, yeah, you know, that'd be a hard sell where I went to Girl Guides at Finch and Sentinel in North Toronto, you know, North. Yeah, it's probably hard to get people to sign up for that. Well, see, that is a practical and reasonable change. It's not way out there like saying the word field uh, invokes feelings of slavery. Like it's but we were going to talk. We decided we're going to talk about awards shows, which used to be a big. Remember, they used to be a big deal. Remember, there was like a, they were a huge deal. Millions of people would watch them. They were huge events. And now they're kind of like, eh. Well, they're, they're, I hate to use the term, but they're becoming increasingly irrelevant. But people were mean to my girl, Selena Gomez, after the Golden Globes. What'd they say to her? And I have thoughts. They body shamed her. What's wrong with her body? Well, she's not a toothpick. And I don't care. I thought she looked great. At the awards, and she brought her uh, nine-year-old niece, sister. Oh, her sister. Okay. Um, but it was cute. She looks great. She looks, you know, she, she has health struggles, so people need to back off. But, you know, she addressed the comments because she used to be a, um, she used to be off social media. She deleted Instagram from her phone in 2019. She's come back to Instagram. Now, Instagram is a cesspool of body shaming. I cannot believe that I I, I thought Twitter was bad. Oh, Lord. Instagram made me want to run screaming back to Twitter. Because Twitter is a place you go to get called dumb. Instagram is the place you go to get called fat and ugly. Wow. Uh, what, What a choice. And I, quite frankly, would rather get called dumb because it's more relevant to opinions than how I look. Well, and I agree with you. Uh, I'm looking at these pictures of Selena Gomez at the she red carpet. Good. She looks good. Looks good to me. I mean, she looks healthy. She looks. She's attractive. Attractive young woman. Um, I don't understand. You know, the body shaming. And the thing about body shaming is, sadly, it's not as often done by men it's very often done by women oh yeah that's an ongoing fight i have you know the show she hulk yeah and they say you know these guys flipped out and said they're making my identity the antagonist if you look at the comments on that chat sequence on the show some of those comments are very clearly taken from like fashion blogs. Some of there were things people said about AOC. They were making a general comment about terrible people on the internet. And it's really interesting to me that people say they want to be included and they think, you know, people are superficial and shallow. And then they'll fling nonsense at someone like Selena Gomez, who, you know, Mabel in Only Murders in the Building is supposed to be an artist. And I think she looks representative of what Latina uh, Latinas in New York look like. I think it's good. I think it's inclusive. I think it's positive. She looks like a regular person with better hair and makeup. That's good. 
there is no requirement. It is not required for her job to be a toothpick. Well, that's the thing. The, these people who criticize her would rather she show up like a toothpick and, and sick, like being actually ill because it's, she's too thin. They would she rather that she, she has lupus. Uh, okay, yes, but they would rather she show up looking uh, anemic, looking unwell but skinny, than showing up looking uh, at a healthy, normal weight. Okay, and I don't, she... I don't get it. I don't get it. Guys like women of all shapes and sizes. So this isn't this isn't guys doing this kind of crap. Okay, Selena Gomez not only has lupus. She's a kidney transplant recipient. Now, you know, what? yeah, Lucas no. wrecked her kidneys. Yes, she is. Well, then she looks amazing because See, the, that's anti the, thing. Yes. the anti rejection drugs, I know from a friend, yes. the anti rejection drugs uh, bloat you. They bloat your face. Yes. They, I mean, the fact that she looks that good uh, on anti rejection drugs uh, after a kidney transplant, that's freaking amazing, actually. And, and you have to eat for health and you have to eat for energy. You can't eat for looks. This woman has bigger problems than a number on the scale and people just need to stop. I don't know why people think they are entitled to make opinions about things that do not matter. And I say this is somebody who comes on this show and talks nonsense for 48 minutes a week, right? But it, it just like, stop it. You're not saying anything about her. When you fling this nonsense, you are saying something about you and the horrible, shallow, confused person that you are. I think people that feel the need to fling this stuff at other people don't like themselves. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And I've become somewhat protective of Selena Gomez since watching her on two seasons of uh, Only Murders in the Building, where I re really was impressed with how well she held up on the screen oh. against veterans, you know, with veterans like Martin Short and Steve Martin. I've, I've become very impressed with this young woman. I don't know anything about her music, but uh, her- Even like her music. <laughs> her demeanor, her acting ability, she's got chops, man. And, and I, oh. I, I respect that. And people go on and on and on about merit, merit, merit should matter, and then they pull this nonsense. They only they can't mean merit, have it both ways. They only mean merit should matter for them. Just like people who, who go crazy for freedom of speech only want to defend their speech. So, Leanna, thing that's yes, been Ed. common in uh, in southern Ontario, where you and I both reside and many others do, uh, this winter has been uh, weather forecasts that call for Armageddon, and it, they, they, don't, yeah. they don't happen. So people, so people hunker down, they buy stuff at the store and they stock up and they, they cancel plans, schools cancel uh, classes, and then it's barely anything at all. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about the science of meteorology, but apparently neither do the people who are supposed to be meteorologists. Because okay, enough of this. That's not fair. I, I would rather they issue the warnings and err on the side of caution. It's the societal demands that don't slow down. I mean, the storms are only going to get worse. Let's face it. And part of the reason that weather meteorology uh, has become less predictable now is because of climate change, because it's harder, because the for the storms form faster and, and are more unpredictable. They have to err on the side of caution. And 
I just wish people would chill and recognize that this is our current reality. We can't change it. We're, I, the guest on It's Not Therapy this week talked about the fact that societally, we are going to have to make some major changes and get better with change and get better with uncertainty and better at adapting or else we're just out of road with the industrial era way of doing things. And you don't like change? Tough. You know, change is coming no matter what you think. Change the change is like uh, COVID. It doesn't care whether you like it or not uh, or believe in it or not. It's still going to happen. Apparently people, uh, I don't know if the Critics' Choice Awards have happened, but they they got people got COVID at the Golden Globes. So people are like, nope, not going to uh, Critics' yeah, Crit- Choice Award. Critics' Choice Award uh, did happen. Okay, and, uh, but yeah, I wanna, people skipped it. Because... I want to congratulate uh, Kei Kwan uh, for winning uh, an award for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, for Everything Everywhere. I am so happy with how well Everything Everywhere All at Once is doing. Because it's so non-Hollywood these days. It's entertaining. It's funny. It's high concept. But there's no superheroes. It's just a well-acted, well-made... Well, Michelle Yeoh does come across as a superhero. Yeah, she's a superhero. Like, it is a superhero movie. It's just not a branded movie. It's a movie that a regular person can go and watch. It's very enjoyable. It just happens to be quality. Yeah, and I'm so happy. The guy used to play who once played short round yeah. in Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom. It was in the Goonies. And then for a long period was out of the acting world. Uh, got uh, got this role in everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, it has relaunched his acting career. And he's been given accolades and now awards. And I love this story because he seems yeah. like a really nice guy. And I like the when whole... nice things happen to nice guys in Hollywood. The whole movie is just, I want more leading male roles like his character in Everything Everywhere All at Once because it tells a story of a different kind of guy that I think more guys can relate to than, you know, the square-jawed action hero. And I, it, I it's agree. just such a beautiful movie in general. It's weird as anything, and you know I like that. And some of the things you just have to accept the metaphor in its own terms. The people who have hot dogs for fingers. <laughs> that's the thing. Okay, that's deliberately supposed to be weird, but that's, yes. it, that ends up it, being a really beautiful part of the movie. Yes, it does. And so check that movie out. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, check that out. And um, a- everybody in it's good. Michelle Yeoh's good. Jamie Lee Curtis is good. That it's solid all the way good. through. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. It's a good movie, and it's not one of these Oscar bait films where everybody's crying and miserable and everybody dies at the end. It's it's you know, it's a good movie. It's a movie that just happens to be doing really well. So check it, that out. And it's such, uh, a, it's such a good year for action oriented like movies that say something between the woman king and everything everywhere all at once. And yes, they're, you know, people of color and the women of color in the lead roles. But I think people get hung up on that and don't just see the movie as a movie. I mean, even Wakanda forever is worth seeing. Oh, it was a good, that was a fun movie. But Um, of course, Avatar is making $2.5 billion. So um, also worth uh, checking out is uh, It's Not Therapy, Leanna's uh, radio show slash podcast. 
uh, available on all podcast platforms, where Leanna gives uh, practical solutions to day-to-day problems, talks to experts about things that we all face day-to-day, and uh, we don't need therapy for it. We don't need to lie down on a couch and so on, uh, but we do need some practical tools that we can put into use. And uh, I've learned something from every single show. So uh, 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 check that out. It, it drops. Well, I'm not going to give the time now because it's changing for a few. Yeah, weeks. it's on it's on Wednesdays, uh, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. now for because of Raptors and Steelheads games. But the podcast is being released at the regular day and time. I figured I keep that. Thursday, 8 p.m., the podcast release. And then there's a repeat Saturdays at noon that isn't isn't affected by this. So check that out. And uh, that's it. So uh, time to say goodbye, Liana. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>